And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? Happy Tuesday. On today's show, we're going to talk about the last, I guess this past week's game, the last game that the Lightning played against the Carolina Hurricanes in which they lost 4-3. to We got a lot to talk about in that game, a lot to unpack, so we'll definitely go really in depth on that game today. But first, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, and that is BuiltBar.com, or Built Bar, whatever you want to call it. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, so go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Alrighty, so... <laughs> A little, very frustrating game. Uh, some Lightning fans might look at this game against the Carolina Hurricanes and think, well, you know, it's not the biggest thing in the world. Lightning are still in first place in the division. And yeah, I, I, they've been playing well for the most part. And it, this is the kind of two-game skid where it had to happen at some point. And I would most likely... Be inclined to agree with you. Having said that, I have, and if you've been a listener of this show for a very long time, you understand by now that on the show here at Locked on Lightning, we have very high expectations for this team, dating all the way back to last year, even before the Stanley Cup Finals and you know them capturing their second title in franchise history. But especially this year, I think the expectations are even higher, even with the way the team has been playing, which is at certain points in the season, the way they've come out, I probably wouldn't have said to you at that point that I would think that they would be in the position where they are now. Uh, Up until a couple of days ago, Tampa was by far the best team in the NHL in terms of points. Now in some other categories, uh, some other fan bases and hockey analysts might say differently, which obviously you could always argue that case. But the lightning at certain times this season, and we've definitely seen it, we saw it throughout this entire game at certain points, was that the lightning are the Stanley Cup champions, like I just stated. They are one of the highest scoring teams in the league. And there are, they, and it's not just in this game, but in every couple of games or so, they go through these spurts where if you were watching this team with fresh eyes, if, if you watched hockey, if you were a fan of hockey and you knew how the game was played, but you went into these games watching the Lightning play without ever having knowledge as to what their record was or, you know, how well their team how how talented they were, you would think that maybe they were a middle-of-the-pack, maybe lower team. 
especially in the central division or in the division in general, you'd, you probably wouldn't think that they were as talented as they are. And unfortunately, that's the very frustrating thing that we've seen from this team, other than the fact that they take a million penalties a game. But that's a whole other story. So just to kind of recap what the Lightning were or, you know, some notes around the team coming to this game. Tampa uh, was coming off a loss to Dallas. Uh, Carolina is right behind Tampa in the division. They still are. Uh, Yanni Gord came into this game with five straight games with a goal, the longest streak in the NHL actively at that point in time. And Eric Chernak and Ryan McDonough were out missing this game due to injury. So you could also look at this game and chalk up those two guys missing uh, time as to why things didn't go Tampa's way, which I would have to agree as well. I think that this is a totally different game. Uh, if if we have Eric Chernak and Ryan McDonough out there skating. So let's just jump right into it. So at 3-12 in the first period, Blake Coleman tips one home after Jan Ruta throws it towards the net. Tampa takes a 1-0 lead. That's Blake Coleman's seventh goal of the season. Key to this was Tampa Bay and pretty much to every goal for the most part that they score. Uh, Tampa is one of the best teams at keeping the puck moving and cycling the puck once they extend once they they enter the zone uh there's probably maybe a handful of other teams that do that as well which is just says a lot as to how talented this team is just and that's why for the most part i get frustrated and some tampa fans get t- frustrated as well as to what we see go on later in the game so a little while later at 541, Reimer fails to clearly cover the puck and Pat Maroon nets one in the big rig. Uh, we don't see too many goals from Pat Maroon. Uh, and makes makes James Reimer absolutely pay and that's 2-0 Tampa very early on in the first period, which uh, you love to see it. Uh, you don't really see it often from this team, which is very frustrating. I feel like Tampa is one of the few teams just personnel-wise, that regardless of who they have on the ice, uh, that that they could go out and get an early lead, which they don't most times. But um, they, uh, they just, they're just so deep offensively. And I feel like if they could figure that out, especially going into the playoffs, I think that a, re- a repeat is not completely out of the question. I, I would say that if Tampa goes out, plays the way they are all expected to play, with the addition of Nikita Kucherov, and you know they 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 start off games on the right foot and they end games on the right foot. I'm not saying that they're going to go undefeated throughout the playoffs. That's a whole nother thing. But um, I I would say the chances of them, if you had to grade it from one to ten, of them possibly repeating. If all those things go the right way, which you know, for to win a cup, we saw it last season. That's kind of what you have to have to have. All things going the right way for them, I would have to say probably uh, six, six and a half. But we'll we'll talk about that as the time gets closer to the playoffs. So, with one minute left in the period, Bazzi denies Carolina twice with a couple of great saves. Uh, the common theme throughout this entire game and pretty much every other game is that Andre Vasilevsky just tends to bail out this team multiple times throughout the game. And I'm not really trashing the Lightning for that. That's more so just a compliment towards Vasilevsky as to how great of a goaltender he is. Uh, He unfortunately had his 12-game win streak snapped against Dallas in the last game. But I'm sure as the season starts to wind down, 
Uh, you definitely want to see him get on one of those double-digit win streaks once again, and I'm sure uh, he is definitely going to do that, uh, whether it's whether it's 10 or maybe around the 7-8 mark. You could definitely expect one out from him as we edge closer to the playoffs. So, result of the game, just kind of sticking here between the two periods, result of the game was not at all surprising uh, in the way of the fact that Carolina won, just because just how Carolina was trending towards the end of the period, how aggressive they were, uh, how chippy they were throughout the game, especially towards the end of this first period. Uh, Yeah, the Lightning were in control on the scoreboard, but for the most part, Carolina, throughout this entire game, not just the first period, but for the most part, Carolina was in complete control of this game, and it was only a matter of time until it was going to result in goals towards Carolina. And you see it in full effect in the second period uh, where Carolina will will score th- uh, two un- uh, three unanswered goals, excuse me. And just after that, I mean, really after the Paquette goal in the second period, that's when, you know, if you obviously have heard this before, the ice tipping in favor of a team um, I wouldn't say it tipped in favor of Carolina. I would say the complete, the ice completely dumped forward in, in, in favor of them. Uh, really just Carolina came out as, as well as any team or any fan could really ask for in their team to come out after being down two goals to start a period. So, uh, jumping into the second real quick before, you know, we kind of talk about one of our sponsors. Uh, Tampa gets caught on a line change and Cedric Paquette, former lightning player. I wish, I wish the salary cap wasn't what it is this season. Uh, the lightning really do miss Cedric Paquette. He was, I, I mean, what he meant <clears throat> to the lightning last season, as well as just in general, uh, it cannot be understated that he, he was a huge part of that team's success throughout the playoffs, as well as in the Stanley cup finals. Um, Paquette shot squeaks by Vasilevsky on the breakaway. Lightning still have the lead, but their 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 lead is down to one goal at this point. And then about a minute two later, uh, Tampa gets caught on another line change. Vasilevsky is hung out to dry. Basically, it, it's a three on two. You know there are two Lightning players on the break, but just the way, just how badly they de- defended the break, you could just chalk. You could just say that it's three on. Three on O, so it's just Vasilevsky against three def- uh, three Carolina Hurricane players, and it's just a bad, just battle around, uh, just a a nightmare. Three minutes, three and a half minutes to start the second period for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I I don't know what the, I, I mean, yeah, the the issue was that they got caught on line changes, and and I I don't understand. That's more of a unfortunate. That's a coaching thing, and and just. Carolina took full advantage of the moment and that's the kind of team they are. They they are not a team that that really just lets opportunities swing by and just let them go. So uh, that's something to look, f- not really look forward to, but something definitely the Lightning should keep in mind as they progress in the season. And really just at this game as a whole, the this was a game just in terms of temperament and just chippiness that I expected from these two games to have these two teams excuse me to have all season long and 
didn't really see it really in full effect and at a 10 until this game. And, and I expect it to stay at that kind of level of intensity for the rest of the season. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a, I like to see that the Lightning do have some sort of rivalry brewing. And if I had to tell you which team they had a rivalry with this season, I guess you could say it was Hurricanes. Uh, we saw it a little bit from them in Florida this year, but that seems to have tapered off. But you, we'll see in the next matchup between those team, two teams as well. And we'll just get back to the game recap in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about one of our sponsors today, and that is Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. In the spirit of March Madness, Built Bar, if you haven't been listening to the show for a little bit, Built Bar is having their version of March Madness, and it's up to you guys to determine which is the best tasting protein bar that they have. So today's matchup is Caramel Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. And thanks to our friends at Built Bar, they sent us a little care package here at Locked on Lightning. And I have to say... The winner of this matchup, if I had to determine it, would probably be Caramel Brownie. I mean, if you've tasted any of these bars before, you know that these, it, it literally, not to sound corny, it, it basic, the bars basically taste like they, they were throwing the actual uh, ingredients in there from, you know, for example, I've said in the past that uh, the banana nut, brown, uh, banana nut bar, it, it basically tastes like they threw a barn, a, a banana in there. So go ahead to builtbar.com or at their Twitter page at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order. That is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. All right, so now we're back to recapping the game uh, that took place a couple of nights ago between Carolina and Tampa. Uh, not a good start to the second period for the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. Uh, as we left off in the recap, uh, Tampa is currently tied 2-2 with Carolina. Just just terrible line changes uh, by the Lightning. And and if you look back at the vi- if you look back at the highlights. I, I before I didn't offer really an explanation, but kind of looking back at the highlights, I would have to if, if I could give one reasoning as to why. I, I mean, it was just a bad, just bad all around for Tampa. Um, it seems that the Lightning choose to take their line changes when Carolina has the puck in the neutral zone. And I'm not entirely sure why they're choosing to do that. It's just a terrible time. To, to change, uh, I, I I don't know if they they the coaches or whomever uh, just assumed that Carolina was gonna take the puck and dump it into the zone to change themselves, which they clearly didn't do on either of those goals. So it, it's just I guess maybe it was just miscom- miscommunication between the the players and the coaches, uh, regardless of what it might or might have been not. Um, Tampa, as a team, just needs to do better in that situation. But we're not going to harp on that unless it becomes an actual thing for the rest of the season, which not I don't expect it to. I, I don't think that anybody should really take this these two mistakes really seriously. Uh, so moving on, at 16.07, uh, 
Ignatius scores into the empty net for the power play goal after Coleman basically loses his mind and takes a terrible roughing penalty. Now, if you don't know what the penalty I'm talking about, uh, a couple of seconds prior to this goal, Blake Coleman uh, was in front of the net, uh, I believe, in the Carol- yeah, it was in the Carolina zone, and he's he's obviously you know uh, fighting for position in front. And I don't know if it was Niederreiter or whomever the the person might have been that he was fighting with. Something happened that they didn't show on camera. And Blake Coleman, I think he got his stick. Actually, I think he got his stick hit out of his hands. And he took exception to that. So he basically was just start punching the player. And I I get it. It it gets very intense there in front of the net in the low slot. I, I mean... We see it in every game in hockey, not just Tampa games, but I, I get it, you know, and there, there are times throughout the game when emotion can get the best of you, but Blake Coleman has to do a better job in that situation. You can't just, you can't blatantly start assaulting a player in front of the refs. You're going to get penalized for that. And just, you need to read the situation right. Uh, and I'm sure Blake knows that, and, and he probably told the guys on the bench as well as John Cooper, you know, my bad. Uh, but it was just, just the way the game was trending and, and just the way the period was going in general. Uh, just the t- just not a, good pe- not a good penalty at all. Not a good period at all. Just a, a, a period just to forget for the Tampa Bay Lightning in this one. And so, yeah, they're, now they're, they finally lost the, lost the lead. Uh, t- uh, Carolina scored three unanswered goals and, and just... We're going to talk about the other issue I have with this, not just with this, how Tampa kind of, they blew the lead, but just other factors that attributed to this loss. So, uh, Lightning uh, go into the second intermission, down 3-2, and Tampa was completely outshot in this game, which is something you don't see often, and Carolina really took it to them. And you can't really chalk up most, you can't chalk up, you know, Tampa making mistakes as the sole reason is for they lost this game. Uh, Carolina came to play. They came to, to prove a point, and they definitely did. Uh, they outshot Tampa in the second period, 14-7. to seven. Um, I can't – I'm, I'm sure if you went by – if you went to the game log of each game, I, I can't probably tell you off the top of my head, you know, which games exactly, but – you could probably count on your fingers the amount of times this season in which the Lightning were not only outshot in a period, but where in that situation they were held to single digits and the other team had double digits by almost double as many shots. So uh, just, you know, I think I think what it really came down to in this game is that Tampa couldn't match the energy that Carolina brought to the table. And, yeah, that's really what it was. And Tampa sometimes, for the most part, was overwhelmed by the amount of intensity that Carolina brought to the table. So 22 seconds into the third period, as we move along in the recap, uh, great start, something, you know, I, I think, you know, whatever was said during that intermission, basically the, the gist of, if I had to imagine was coach Cooper told the, told the team was that 
they needed to get off to a fast start. They needed to really jump on Carolina to start off, and that's exactly what they did. 22 seconds into the period, uh, Matthew Joseph finds open ice uh, after you know taking the pass from Pat Maroon, and Roofs won to tie it. Uh, and this, you know, not just Matthew Joseph, his ninth goal of the season. I mean, he's been playing well this entire season. I, I hopefully he. He stays. They don't move anything around uh, next season. But I would love to see Matthew Joseph stay on this team uh, in the beginning of next season. Uh, but this line in general, uh, Ross Colton, Patrick Maroon, and Matthew Joseph, uh, two goals by the fourth line in this game alone, five goals all season by the fourth line. Uh, just a great I, – I love this fourth line. Hopefully they keep it together. Hopefully, you know, Hopefully they continue to produce because, I mean, Tampa can't rely on their first and second lines, obviously, you know, on a nightly basis. They need everybody to come out and produce, and that's what this team has been doing, and that's what we saw last season as well. So, you know, if they keep that winning recipe, like I said before, they could possibly repeat, and we'll talk about that, obviously, when, you know, the playoffs start to roll around uh, in a month. Uh, but a little later on, uh, Nacious, excuse me, once again, Power play goal, far side, top shelf. And that was pretty much all she wrote for the game. 4-3, Carolina takes the lead. Ends up holding on to win the game. 4-3 at that same score. Uh, just a disappointing loss. Really thought the Lightning were going to come out after the Matthew Joseph goal and, and take the lead and hold it there. But obviously that's not what happened. But, um, you know, it, it's not all on the Lightning I mean, I could sit here probably for the rest of the show and discuss what the Lightning did not do well. And I will do that, of course. But at the same time, you got to chalk up and, and give really credit where credit is due to the Carolina Hurricanes. They have been playing well all season long after getting off to a slow start and just everything with COVID surrounding this team. And I mean, they are... And, and I, I think I... I pretty much summed it up when we did the preview for this season and for this division. I, They were definitely one of those teams where I pretty much predicted that they were going to be fighting for that number one spot. And here they are at the end of March, a point behind the Lightning in the division. And obviously with Florida in third, nobody, I don't think anybody really saw that happening. And uh, I, I think part of that also has to do with just the just the drama going on in Columbus. But I mean, you, you, everybody knows full well what's going on in Columbus now with all that stuff. So, you know, Florida seizing the moment and taking that third spot, but Carolina, I mean, they are going to be a tough team going forward to, to, to really play against. And, and, you know, the lightning have a couple more matchups in April to, to play against this team, not looking forward to it. And neither should lightning fans. Uh, but I mean, it's there's something that the Lightning are going to have to adjust to. The like I said, Carolina is one of those very chippy teams, uh, and they could score a lot of goals as well as if you give them the the uh, the opportunity to. But uh, I think really what it came down into this game, uh, switching gears here, is that the Lightning dug a hole for themselves that they couldn't get out of. The Lightning were just. And, and this is nothing new. The Lightning take a lot of penalties. Most times they're bad penalties. There was probably one penalty in this game in which the Lightning, it was it was not a good call. Uh, I don't remember who, who drew it, but I knew it was later on in the game. Uh, the Lightning were 
they got called for slashing, and uh, it, it was just a soft. It was a soft penalty. That the players, you know, on on uh, on Carolina really should have just held onto a stick in that case. But you know, nine times out of ten now, uh, refs are going to call that. So uh, if a player gets hit on his on his hand or on his stick and he loses. Uh, the stick, which actually now I remember it was on Andre Palat slashing against Sebastian Ajo. But what are you going to do? Still, the, the, the Lightning took took six penalties and they gave up two power plays, power play goals. But regardless of you know how many goals on power play the Hurricanes scored, what it comes down to is that you're not, I, I would say probably 90% of the time, if you give up four or more power plays, you're not going to win the game especially against the Hurricanes, who are one of the best power play teams in the NHL, if not the best. Uh, but the Lightning also need to do a better job on the power play as well, scoring, which they haven't done. Uh, as of late, in the last three games, they're one for seven on the power play. Um, but I guess the bright side is that this is the only the third time that the Tampa Bay Lightning have lost back-to-back games all season long, so... Hopefully they don't win. Hopefully they don't lose uh, their third in a row coming up against Columbus. Um, so we'll talk about that as well as their upcoming matchups against uh, Carolina and the other teams as well in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about another one of today's sponsors, and that is Bet Online AG. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and most importantly, the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you cover for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Use that promo code LOCKED ON to get a 50% 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to sign up and enter in that promo code when you get that your free account. And it's also you could it's accessible by your cell phone. So go ahead and use that as you're on the go if you decide to go out to the bars and you're watching, you know, a lightning game or whatever the case may be. Uh, and you want to throw some money on the game to make it a little bit extra exciting, go ahead and do that. So once again, go to betonline.ag, use that promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, so kind of looking forward towards the end of the, the, the month as well as kind of the rest of the season. Um, just, you know, like I said, Carolina, I think now is probably – the team, the Lightning are going to have to look out for. I Yeah, Florida's pretty tough, and we saw it in the last couple of matchups Lightning had with Florida, but I think, as I predicted in the beginning of the season, I think this division is going to come down to Carolina and Tampa. So kind of looking forward, uh, looking towards, excuse me, for the month of April. Now the Lightning do have a game tonight against Columbus at 7 p.m. I fully expect them to win that game. Uh, as well as the game on Thursday uh, against uh, against Columbus. And then they got Detroit twice in two days, a uh, 1 o'clock game on Saturday and a noon game on Sunday. So two early games for all all you Lightning fans as well as me, so I don't have to stay up late. I'll let, you know, you have the rest of the day to, to hang, to do whatever the hell you want on the weekends. And then they got they, – they, so looking at the rest of the season in April – the Lightning have a pretty easy stretch for the next week, 
next two weeks. Now, they got Columbus, like I said, twice this week. And Detroit twice this week. And then starting on the 6th, 8th, and 10th, <clears throat> they have Columbus twice again in Columbus. And then they have Nashville on the 10th in Nashville. And then they stay there till the 13th and they come back home to, to play Florida on the 15th and 17th. And this is where it starts to get a little tough because they have a tough four-game stretch in which they play Florida twice. And then Carolina twice back-to-back. So that is going to be interesting to see how that turnover is between the sort of the lower-class teams in the division and then you got to play the second and third uh, seeded teams in the division, which I, I think that the Lightning could win two out of four, and they should at least win two out of four of those games. Uh, if they don't, we might see <clears throat> the standings flip-flop a little bit within that span uh, and you definitely don't want to see that happen as the season as the weeks start to dwindle down in the season uh, and then they got Columbus again twice and then they got Chicago the 27th and then Dallas the 29th uh, to end the month and then pretty much looking at May they got Detroit the first and the second Dallas the fifth and the seventh and then Florida the eighth and the tenth to end the season I would really, it is my hope and my expectations that the Lightning do uh, at least split those series with Carolina and Florida. I think if they, as long as they handle business and play the way they're supposed to play against these other teams uh, in the division, I think that as long as they split the series against uh, Carolina and Florida, they should be fine and they should win the division. At this point in the season, it looks like, you know, with the other teams creeping up in the league in the league in the East or just in general, I don't care that much about the President's Trophy. I don't think really the Lightning are looking at that as a goal. They just want to win the division, and and I, I think that's the best thing for them. So uh, hopefully they, they bounce back and, and beat Columbus tonight. You know, that's not something that's going to be good uh, to see if they drop three in a row, especially ending out the month. I would expect... Curtis McElnenny to be in net tonight just to give Vazzy a little bit of a rest heading into uh, Thursday's game as well as the upcoming series against uh, Detroit. I, I, would, I would expect Vasilevsky to play both those games against Detroit and then maybe get a couple of rest here and there uh, in the middle of April and the end of April as well. You definitely want to keep him in a groove, but you definitely don't want him to burn out going into the playoffs. And obviously, as always, we'll keep an eye on that as the news breaks and as things happen in Bolts Nation. And don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast uh, and download as well. And we are available wherever podcasts are distributed. Go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Lightning. Give us a follow on Instagram at Locked On. Locked on underscore lightning and give me a follow at my personal Twitter page at APDanker, D-E-N-K-E-R, uh, to not only see all my stupid tweets in general, but as just, you know, news surrounding the show and updates surrounding the show and all that. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.